0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Nick's Sports Talk with your host, Nick Scortino. So, this week we got a lot to talk about. We've got um, the NHL, the MLB, and the Yankees, um, the NBA, uh, one little piece of the NFL, and a a decent amount of soccer news to talk about. So, um, how about we just jump right into it? So, Uh, As you all know, the Stanley Cup playoffs are currently going on, and it's the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders in a series uh, that is going to a Game 7. And the um, Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, which uh, they play Game 6 tonight. And one thing that needs to be talked about in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs that needs to be better, and a lot of people have talked about this, is the officiating has been horrendous so far in the uh, playoffs. So, uh, in the earlier games that uh, and what has happened, uh, you know, you had a goal scored by Tampa Bay with seven players on the ice. Um, Braden Point of the Lightning getting a penalty after an Islanders defenseman cross-checked him into uh, the Islanders goalie. Um, Connor McDavid getting fouled more than 30 times in four games without earning a single penalty. Uh, Joel Edmondson uh, of the Canadians crushing Vegas uh, for William uh, Carrier into the uh, boards uh, with a cross-check to his neck, and the referee staring at it but not calling anything. Nick Suzuki of the Canadians getting punched in the face by Vegas defenseman uh, Braden McNabb with uh, different referees staring at it. And last night, uh, Nikita Kucherov was cross-checked in the hip by Scott uh, Mayfield and left last... and. Uh, Kucherov left last night's game against the Islanders, and nothing happened to Mayfield. And the ref was watching the entire thing unfold and didn't assess any penalty in Mayfield, which is completely horrendous. That this is—I even have to talk about this—and that the fact the referees aren't even making these calls, like just that whole list so far is absolutely ridiculous. It really is, and the fact that the Islanders got away with this for intentionally. Injuring somebody on the other team and not getting any sort of uh, penalty or fine or suspension or anything for it is absolutely disgusting. It really is. I understand a lot of people don't like the Tampa Bay Lightning because of the way they do things, but I don't think it's it's right to go and try to injure th- uh, this person. Uh, even though Kucherov isn't you know the the best person you could possibly think of, but. It's you're getting away with murder in that, and so like I said earlier, the Islanders forced a game seven last night, uh, and they'll go back to Tampa for uh, game seven, and I think Tampa Tampa Bay will replicate their eight nothing victory against the Islanders in game five. I I don't think Tampa loses this at home against the Islanders. I think they got this one locked up. Then the Montreal Canadiens look to stop uh, the Vegas Golden Knights tonight and send them home. Montreal currently leads the series three-two, and I think Montreal can do it. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Carey Price, and a few other guys have really been incredible this series for uh, Montreal and uh, this whole playoff run by them entirely too. So that, you know, I think they've got a, a lot of momentum going into this game, and I I think they can get it done. But Vegas is not a pushover team. Uh, Mark Stone. Shea Theodore, a bunch of other guys that they've got going on uh, on that team, Mark Andre Fleury. So I still I still think Montreal takes it, but it'll be definitely be a little bit a uh, little difficult to uh, get that win. Now transitioning into uh, a very int- well not a not an interesting topic yet, but with what I have to say, you guys may look at me differently about uh, what I'm saying in regards to the Yankees, but the Yankees have uh, beat the Kansas City Royals 8-1 today. Um, Jameson Tyone uh, had 6.1 innings pitched, one run, and uh, six strikeouts, and he had a very good outing in a while for him, which was uh, very nice to see. And Aaron Judge, Luke Voigt, and Gary Sanchez all uh, hit home runs in this game, and this is how the Yankees should be playing. It's nice to see their offense get going, and uh, but they really have they have a lot to lot to work on in the uh, future with everything going on, and um, I might get a lot of hate for this and what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The Yankees need to get rid of Giancarlo Stanton, in my opinion. He is the biggest problem uh, on this team. Him being the permanent DH just really ruins everything for the Yankees because they don't have any flexibility in their lineup anymore, and making $30 million a season, and if they can, you know, move him to somebody and pay for part of his salary for the next few years, I think it'll really be beneficial for them because they need that that extra spot in the lineup to put somebody uh, who might need an off day, might need, um, you know, if somebody's hot and they want to keep them in the lineup without having to take them out, and... For example, the biggest prime example right now, with this is Gary Sanchez is going on a tear, but when you have certain guys like Garrett Cole and Kluber when he's back, you have uh, Kyle Higashioka as the catcher for defensive reasons and because Kyle Higashioka can call a little bit of a better game than Gary Sanchez. But Gary Sanchez is on an absolute tear right now, hitting-wise and offensively, that you can't take him out of the lineup. And because Giancarlo stands there, it ruins just about everything that they could possibly work for. And... I just—he pisses me off, to be honest. He really does. I've, you know, yeah, okay, he had a good uh, playoff run last year with the with the Yankees, and you know, he was hitting really well. But that was one year. He hasn't stayed healthy. Uh, he can't play, They don't trust him in the field anymore. And I just, I think he is currently a waste of space on that in that lineup. I think he ruins a lot of flexibility, which is what the Yankees need. And, you know, obviously the Yankees need some starting pitching and everything like that, and it's a whole different story that we'll get into in a later date. But, you know, if Aaron Judge needs a rest day, or not necessarily a rest day, but, you know, you don't you want to give him a break from playing the field, you could stick him right in there. Um, Luke Voigt can go in there. Uh, if you want to stick somebody else at first base, give him a break from playing the field. It, there's so much more that you can do with having the DH spot open instead of it being taken up by some guy who strikes out just about half the time anyway and the other thing that I think that the Yankees have really screwed up this year is uh Clint Frazier because you know he went from being a fantastic fielder last year playing the outfield every day uh and like hit he was he was hitting very well last year and now he's not playing that well and The biggest problem is is the lack of confidence that he's got in himself right now. And that stems from the fact that he's been benched when they've told him that he's being gonna be the starting left fielder. And I just I think it's really wrong the way they've handled that whole situation because he went from being a fantastic outfielder to he's still making he's making some more mistakes this year, not hitting that great, and I think that all is the lack of confidence that he has, and I think it's really bad. For him as a player, because I re- I really like him as a player. I think he he can do great things in a Yankee uniform. But they have to be committed to him and play him every day and stop using all of this stupid analytical uh, BS that they keep going on. It's absolutely ridiculous. Analytics is not going to help you win games. I'm th- I'm telling you right now, it will not help you win games. It has just single-handedly made the Yankees it before now before their win their you know winning streak that they've been going on. They were basically unwatchable, and I think that you need to just get rid of the analytical department out of your team, and Brian Cashman needs needs to start with that, and start going after guys, and not tinkering with the lineup left and right every single day because of pitching matchups, because that does not help. It does not at all, and I just, I think that they gotta, they gotta figure something out in the offseason after this year, and do a whole lot, make a whole lot of moves, uh, get rid of Aaron Hicks, get rid of Stanton, do something that they got to, they got to go out, they got to get some more starting pitching, some little bit more uh, bullpen guys if they need to, but I just think that they need to do something drastic to really help change this team and mold it into what it should be, and I th- think that starts with getting rid of Stanton and getting rid of the analytical department uh, in their front office. Now, the other uh, piece of news from the MLB is that the MLB really needs to do a better job of managing the problem with foreign substances for pitchers. Because the other day, Max Scherzer was uh, very upset that um, Joe Girardi, had call, uh, the Phillies manager, had called for a him to be checked for foreign substances for a third time in that game. And Scherzer got very upset, threw his hat and glove on the ground and unbuckled his belt and was standing with his hands up like check me I'm clean there's nothing wrong and a lot of the other pitchers have done it Sergio Romo and um, a few other guys uh, that have done this and it's it's sad it, it really is because you shouldn't as a manager a you shouldn't be able to check some uh, one pitcher three times you should be able to check him once and if they don't find the lumps don't find anything I think you should just let it go and it should be fine but that's not how this happened. I think that there should be some sort of repercussions for if you checks a single pitcher three times, something should happen to the manager or the team should be penalized or something because it's it's wrong that you have to do that to somebody. And um, I think the better system for this is just a la- just have one or two checks either per game like uh, per game you can check a pitcher once per game or. Um, or twice, and you should only be able to, to check a pitcher once. You should not be able to do more than one time. It's really getting out of hand, and it, it's kind of ruining baseball because it's just giving baseball terrible press because of what's going on, and Rob Manfred is clearly doing a terrible job, and they're not doing anything about it. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll keep keep you guys updated on that. Um, now transitioning to the NBA, Rick Carlisle has become the uh, Indiana Pacers head coach and he's currently now backing Jason Kidd to become the head coach of the Mavericks. So good for Carlisle, Carlisle. and I, I, th- I think Jason Kidd would be a good fit for the Mavericks. I think he'll be, I think he'll be able to help, uh, Luca and develop a little bit more of his skills and the Mavericks have a decent team. They just gotta kind of go out and get, uh, like one or two guys, maybe move on from Chris Tapsportsingis if they can and get some other guys that will really help out uh, Luca. And the Celtics have also hired uh, Ime Udoku as their uh, new head coach. Sorry if I butchered the name. It's, I, uh, I tend to do that with certain people. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, Celtics play now that Brad Stevens has accepted a role in the front office and he won't be the head coach. So we'll see how different their uh, gameplay is and their game style. And now transitioning to the Western and Eastern Conference Finals, the Suns are currently leading the Clippers 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals, and the Suns get Chris Paul back tonight, which will be very good for them, and I think they'll win this series. The Suns have have been one of the best teams in the West right now, with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, and I just think that you can't stop them. You really can't. And... Uh, it's it really stinks for the uh, Clippers to lose Kawhi when they did, especially with an ACL injury. You don't want to rush it back or anything, but I don't think Paul George can carry the uh, team. And Devin Booker has been has just been showing how great he is, and Chris Paul has has been playing some of the best ba- basketball he's played in years, and it's really really good to see those guys playing and, and the way they're playing. And now going on to the Uh, Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks the uh, Hawks are currently leading the Bucks 1-0 in the series and Trey Young is just an absolute monster right now for the Hawks I mean he's been playing some fantastic basketball Uh, he played fantastic basketball against the Knicks against the uh, Sixers and now he's continuing that with the uh, against the Bucks I mean uh, game one He put up 48 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists, and 41 minutes. That's very impressive. And I think that the Hawks have a real chance to beat Giannis and the Bucs, but the Bucs aren't pushovers. You know, you still have Drew Holiday, you still have Chris Middleton, obviously you still have Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I think this series might end up coming down to the wires and... You know, I, I, I said I, I, think the, I think the Bucks will win and go to the NBA Finals, but to be honest, I think this one's just a big toss-up. If the Hawks continue to play the way they play with Gallinari play, uh, hitting the three-pointers that he's, he keeps hitting, John Collins being a great player, Clint Capella and Trey Young, they've got a great uh, core there in Atlanta. And, uh, I, I really think that they could make it to the NBA Finals, but the only other issue then would become you have to go through the Phoenix Suns to win a championship, and I don't think a lot of teams can do that. The one little piece of news that I have for the NFL is that Eli Manning has returned to the Giants, but not as a quarterback, but instead as a business ops and fan engagement role. So he'll be working in the front office with the Giants. I I really like this this move for the Giants. I I think it'll be really nice. It's really nice to have Eli back in some sort of way in the uh, front office, and I think that he. it'll be great it'll be great for giants fans to know that he's still there and they're still taking care of him because he's a great player all those years for them and one of my favorite players to watch even even in his darker years when you know he had all those interceptions and everything he was still a great quarterback took uh took them to two super bowls won them two super bowls so and he will also have his number 10 jersey retired and he will be inducted into the ring of honor in metlife which is uh really cool cool to see as well so, now, transitioning into the final topic of the day, and that is soccer. Uh, so, we have some transfers that uh, we could talk about. And Dayat, uh Upamankano has moved from uh, Red Bull Leipzig to Bayern Munich for 42.5 million euros. Ibrahima Konate has moved from Red Bull Leipzig to Liverpool for 41.5 million euros. Uh, Emerson, a... Uh, left back, has uh, come back to Barcelona from Real Batiste for an undisclosed fee, so that's good that Barca will get some back help. Um, Memphis Depay has also moved to Barcelona on a free transfer, so now Barca has to decide what to do with Philippe Coutinho, Usman Dembele, Martin Braithwaite, and a few other guys on their squad, because Barca needs money to help themselves get out of this debt that they have and to sign other players that they need, and I think Coutinho will be gone, I think Dembele they can't move unfortunately now because he's uh hurt. He hurt his knee. He needed to get surgery and now he's going to be out for a few uh, for months. Uh, they Barca needs really need to move on from Dembele the most out of any of those guys that I just named. And it really sucks that he's still there cuz I not a lot of you may know but I'm a very big I'm a very big Barcelona fan. I uh, I really enjoy watching them play, but Ousmane Dembele has been garbage just about every time that he's stepped foot on that pitch for for them since they bought him uh, a few years ago. He's never stayed healthy, and I really was hoping that this would be the year that Barca would just get rid of them, and it hasn't. So, But now, at least, Barca does have a lot of striking options in their club in Griezmann, Messi, Memphis Depay, Sergio Aguero, and it's good for... You know, good to have these options, but you could have just kept Luis Suarez who went on to win a La La Liga title with Atletico. It would have been nice. But now I'd also like to wish a happy birthday to one of the goats of uh, soccer in Lionel Messi who turned 34th today and will hopefully sign a new contract to Barcelona if Barcelona can sell some people to be able to sign him, which is the one thing because La Liga has said to them that they might not be able to register Messi if they can't um, sell some of their players to get some money back, which is unfortunate. But I I think that Met- Messi will sign a new contract because he likes uh, Jean La- uh, Laporta, the new president, and I think next year they'll end up bringing in Xavi as the head coach because I don't think I think this is Ronald Koeman had a two year deal and he's in his final year of the deal, and I think that they will end up getting end up uh, not resigning coming uh, to a new deal after the season, which will be fine, but the um, Copa America is also in uh, full effect tonight, and there are two games being played, Bolivia versus uh, Uruguay, and Chile versus Paraguay, so those will be on TV, and the Euros have also been going on, and the round of 16, which starts Saturday, June 26th, and will go until Thursday, June 29th, which will include these matchups of Wales versus Denmark, Italy versus Austria, Netherlands versus Czech Republic, Belgium versus Portugal, Croatia versus Spain, France versus Switzerland, England versus Germany, and Sweden versus the Ukraine. And uh, so I think that the winner, I'll, I'll, final part will be me running down the uh, list of. Uh, people I think will win. So I think Wales will end up uh, beating Denmark. I think Italy will beat Austria. I think the Netherlands will beat the Czech Republic. I think Portugal will end up uh, beating Belgium and advancing. I think Croatia will beat Spain. France will beat Switzerland. Germany will beat England. And Sweden will beat the Ukraine. Um, And then uh, we'll see... Uh, what happens in the next round i'll keep you guys updated as uh throughout the week as the uh, these games are played and the scores and everything go on so that pretty much wraps up this week so um thank you for listening hope you all have a great day